Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. Glad to have you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Hunter Lowry here coming at you from Auburn, California. Glad you could make it. It's this uh, fine MLK day today. It's currently January 18th, 2021, as I'm recording this podcast. And I don't think there's a better way to start off this show today than to just quickly go over what it is you're thankful for. You know, a lot of these holidays, it's super easy to forget the reasoning behind why it is that we're actually celebrating and the history of why today we get to go play golf or rope instead of going into the office or to the job site or whatever it is. It's really easy to just take days like today for granted without stepping back for just a moment to just be thankful. And I don't know why recently this has been on my mind. I <laughs> think because honestly, I've been a little irritable lately. I don't know why getting angry at such dumb, such small things. I mean, missing a steer at a roping, a horse isn't working good like they have been, getting stuck in traffic, having to deal with something at work that's just a pain in the butt. Lately, it's all just been striking a nerve with me for some reason, and I'm guessing at some point you've felt the same way before too. <laughs> if you're listening to the show and you have a beating pulse, then you've had times when you were just a little bit irked and uptight, and I don't know why it happens, but at least uh, when it happens to me, I think it's because I'm taking things in my life for granted. So I've been trying to slow down a little bit and remind myself about all the great things that are going on in my life and how many awesome opportunities there are out there. And, you know, it just kind of puts things in perspective a little bit. And I'm able to not get so upset at such dumb little things that shouldn't have any influence over my day anyways. Because realistically, missing a couple of steers at the roping this weekend, it's not going to make or break how my week goes. Not hitting my numbers in the gym, it shouldn't ruin my day. We should be able to just be thankful that we're on the right side of the dirt today. And, you know, I've been praying lately and thinking about these things that are good in my life. And it's just reminded me of that. And I would encourage you to do the same, especially if you've felt anxious or a little bit irritable lately, because it's easy to get that way with everything that's going on, especially, you know, you turn on the TV and the things you hear on the news, you turn your phone on and scroll through social media and you see all the arguing and all the things that are going on there. It's easy to be in a little bit of a bad mood and irritable right now, I think. But there's no excuse for it. So just reflecting back a little bit and, and thinking about how grateful you can be for things. At least it's helped me here over the last few days. That's all I have to say there. Just figured it wouldn't hurt to talk about that. And maybe somebody listening might benefit from my two-minute spiel here. <laughs> but let's jump into some finances. 
So I want to go over today something that people ask me about a lot, and I think it's coming up a lot just right now, especially because, as I told you guys, I was in Arizona all of last week meeting with all my clients down there. It was an awesome time. It was great seeing everybody down there. My my grandparents still live down there, so it was awesome seeing them. Got to hang out with my little sister who goes to the University of Arizona. Uh, my parents were actually down there too at the same time, so got to hang out with them a little bit. It was just a lot of fun. Now I'm back up in California and the rest of January, I'm going to be meeting with uh, all the rest of my clients that are here in California and actually throughout the rest of the country. And a decent amount of people, they've been saving up and they're investing their money in bulk right at the beginning of the year. They're cutting a big check. They you know, cut this big check once a year and then they want me to split it up accordingly between however many accounts that they might have set up and then never contribute again for the rest of the year. Not the end of the world, but for everyone that did this, I just let them know how much better it is to have structured monthly amounts that we're putting into each account. You know, this is something that should be part of your budgeting and your planning. It should not be a question how much you're going to be investing into your accounts. Now, that number can change. Obviously, it's not carved in stone, but there needs to be some sort of structure to it. And the way that it should be handled is with a process called dollar cost averaging. It's super simple. It's really not complicated to understand. And so let's just say for simple math, you want to put in $120,000 a year into your investments. Well, instead of waiting until January and putting $120,000 in in bulk, you should be putting in about, not about, you should be putting in $10,000 a month into the account. So what this does over the long term and why this is such a great way to go about it is it really reduces the amount of volatility on the price of your investments it seriously lowers the chances of having poor market timing when your one-time lump sum is invested, potentially right before there might be a dip. And you guys know I'm not about timing the market. I don't believe that that's the right way to go. But I do believe you should be smart about how you're putting your money in and avoiding the potential consequence that you could get if you put a large chunk of money in at the wrong time. So here's the way that I like to structure the dollar cost averaging that I do for uh, client accounts. First order of business is utilizing accounts that have the most tax benefits. Your Roth IRAs, your traditional IRAs, 401k plans, all of the sorts that have some tax benefit to them. I always prefer the Roths to start with and I want to max those out as much as we can while you can. But let's start with the 401ks. If you have a 401k, I always tell my clients to invest everything up to the match and definitely check to see if there's a Roth option available. But you don't want to be investing less than the match and leaving free money on the table. And I also don't believe that you should be investing more than the match into a 401k plan or other employer sponsored retirement plan, whether it's a 403b or whatever else it could be. And the reason behind that is, is because 401k plans, you don't have a lot of investment options. You, you don't have a lot of levers that you can pull there. A lot of the time, people are stuck in extremely generic models or just even a target retirement date fund that doesn't take into any consideration your goals, your overall financial situation, nothing. All it does is it works to decrease risk tolerance as you get older, along with every other person that's your age and in that same fund. So I would much rather put any excess money into investment accounts that you can have a lot more access to, a lot more levers to pull, a lot more active management where you can take advantage of situations that you may be, you may be seeing or your financial advisor for you. Next order of business is to max out either a Roth or a traditional IRA. Again, I always point people towards maxing out the Roth as long as you're not making too much money to use one. 
Then after that, I look at college accounts for kids, whether it's 529 plans, Coverdell plans, UTMA accounts. We want to get to where we can put as much as you need to get in there to cover your kids' college expenses, as, as long as that's a goal of yours. Depending on how old your kids are, where they potentially want to go to school, how much of their expenses you want to be able to cover, how much discretion you want them to be able to have over how they can spend the money, that's all going to determine how much we should be putting into those accounts but it's still an easily identifiable number. All three of those things that we just covered are very easily identifiable numbers. We know exactly how much your company is going to match on the 401k, and that's already dollar cost average in coming out of your paychecks. You can only put $6,000 a year into your Roth or traditional IRA, so $500 a month, easy. That's baked into the budget now. Again, depending on the goal for your children's college, age, how much you wanna cover, all those things, that's gonna determine how much we wanna invest on an annual basis to reach that goal of yours. So that's another easy number. We can bake that right into the monthly budget. Then with extra discretionary income, we can work towards reaching all the other goals that you might have. Buying a vacation home, a new car, or just simply continuing to build up your asset column and have a way larger benefit than a checking account. So to do that, we set up non-qualified accounts, which are trust accounts, transfer on death accounts, um, individual accounts, all sorts of things. They're very liquid. They don't have to be held to retirement or anything like that, but realized gains and losses are taxed on an annual basis. And we use these type of accounts for excess investments and for goals with short-term liquidity needs. And then once you have all that structured just like that, you have monthly amounts automatically going into all these different buckets, earmarked for different goals at different times, and you're on your way towards achieving all of these things. Now, obviously, <laughs> this was an extremely simplified overview and definitely not how every single client works. Everyone has a different story, different income levels, different things they want to achieve. But it does all boil down to structure, knowing exactly how much money is going towards everything that you want to accomplish, knowing how much risk we can take on for each account, and then managing each account accordingly, and making sure that every dollar you invest is done in the most efficient manner, especially from a tax perspective. Which, on a side note, something I should cover soon in another podcast, it's something people overlook is tax equivalent yield of their investments. Basically meaning that a pre-tax investment will need to achieve a higher rate of return than an investment that is tax-free in order to be equal at the end of the day. But again, having a structured process like I described and handling your money with intent and with purpose will create that family legacy for you over just short-term wealth. So when you're ready to talk about your current investment structure and your goals that you want to achieve, then head over to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can schedule a call with me right there. I would love to chat with you and see if we'd be a good fit to work together. Well, I hope you enjoyed your MLK day. Hope you did something fun. Hopefully you had the day off and I hope that January is off to a great start to your 2021. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for the support and have a great rest of your day.